right, here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick proof. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. And we're back. That's right. We know you've been missing us. It is the 2021 Christmas wrap-up, New Year's Eve annual tradition edition. Uh, we, uh, it is no surprise, and it, it I'm going to explain why. It is no surprise what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about what happened during Christmas, because Christmas is awesome and fantastic and wonderful. And then we're going to be making our predictions for 2022. Now, why is this important to me? I get in the car... And I listen to us. I, I listen for show notes. I listen for a variety of reasons. And I tell ye old computer in the car, play T-Bone and Chick Brew podcast. It does. And, and on the label, it says Christmas 2021. But what it's actually playing is, an, is episodes from 2019. You know, back in the day when we went to a radio station and we sat at a radio area and we did radio stuff with music and stuff. And the, the Christmas episode was the one that was playing. And I was like, oh, my goodness, maybe it's possible that the 2019 episode I uploaded as the 2021. I got to fix this. I got to fix this. No, no, it's just uh, Spotify had decided to play the 2019 episode instead of the 20, whatever I was trying to listen to. The Christmas episode in 2019 was very fun. We got to pick on people that we love. Are you are you showing off a new watch? Is that what you're doing there? It looks no. I was holding like my head up, but I do have a new watch. I do have a new watch. No, I. <laughs> I think I have hurt my shoulder because I'm old. Yeah, we'll get to that. It's really tight. So we'll yeah, to, we'll get to the elderly situation in a minute because I know somebody's recently celebrated a birthday. So we 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 had a great episode. A, a lot of laughs at uh, Mike Stanley's. When you make fun of someone, it's at their expense. Expense. Uh, yeah, a lot of jokes at Mike Stanley's expense and old people in general. We had a great time leading up to Christmas of 2019. We were so young. We were so, we were so, uh, we were looking towards the future with optimism <laughs> and glee. And then the next episode is this episode two years ago. It's the Christmas wrap up and it's the prediction of what is to come in the year to follow. Girl, we were so wrong. <laughs> we were not even close to what was going to happen in 2020. We were so far off with our optimism. <laughs> <laughs> you got high apple pie. <laughs> the, it was just fun. go ahead and flush that down the toilet. It was fun to listen to. You know, if, if anybody, <laughs> if people could go back and hear themselves in twenty, oh, that's what I'm talking about. If people could go back in 2019 and hear themselves before any of 2020 happened, I think most of us were filled with optimism and, and we trusted our government and, and just a variety of things. And we weren't fired yet. 
This is another important point in 2019. We were such good people. And then 2020 happened. It wasn't even bitter yet. (laughs) And then 2020 happened, and holy cow, were we off on that prediction. So uh, it is fun to listen to old episodes because it gives us insight on what could have been. In the 2021 New Year's (laughs) Eve show that I wanted, I was considering doing live, but you, uh, you never responded. I was cooking. I was cooking. I literally set the thing up and was like, I got to (laughs) go. I've been offline. It would have been fun. I think. I'm a bad person. We all know this. A couple of hours ahead of time to tell our friends and family, hey, we're doing this live. And if you want to watch, here's how it's going to go down. Not that we could have pulled it off. We have had problems pulling guests into the show in the past. So I had no real (laughs) expectation of us actually being able to pull it off. But we didn't. So that's cool. It's here. It's me. It's you. The first thing that everyone wants to know about is tell us how it went down. The big, <laughs> the big secret Christmas surprise smuggling a human not out of China. You know, the, the billionaire that they smuggled out of China by hiding him in the luggage. Yeah, it's a good thing not to I be won't fat. Because <laughs> you ain't smuggling me in no freaking luggage. <laughs> solid, not an option. Yes, for but, me, in, no, was but not in option. this scenario, we smuggle Christina out of the uh, treacherous dominions of New York City and back to the pleasurable countryside of Spain for a, an incredible Christmas surprise. Tell us the story. Tell us how it went down and make it exciting. Throw in some throw in some treachery somewhere. Okay. well, first of all, I don't know how people can carry on long term affairs. Lying is not something that comes easy for me. And I tell my favorite person everything. I woke up today. Congratulations for me. And then uh, sitting at home for several hours of my day, just not messaging to keep up the facade that I'm at work. That was awful. And then have to get even shadier where you're like, I don't want to be on messenger telling, you know, my ride that I've made it places because I don't want her to see that I've been on messenger. (laughs) The internet tries to catch you in all lies. Like I'm like, don't post anything. It'll say where you're at. Don't open anything. What if it says where you're at? I just lived in fear for like, 48 hours again <laughs> I, I hate to plug my own service but tony's al- tk's alibi service <laughs> definitely would have warned you of all of these possible trepidations that could have happened we would have prepared you better but you no, know, it sounds like you did good on your own there may be some latent prints lying around somewhere we'll find out as the story develops so so we're uh we're in we we haven't done anything yet we're so, still in the house in, in new york city so yeah I, i'm in new york city and I've now told several lies over the course of several days. <laughs> I love and you. Of course, I'd never lie to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's awful. And the guilt is so heavy. Uh, <laughs> and so I got to go get a COVID test because we have to have a COVID test to get of course. In, to, into to Spain. The door. And, then, and then I'm like, oh, my God. What if the karma for all the lies... <laughs> that have a negative COVID test. Not to mention that tests are taking now one to five days to get results because so many people have to get tested for travel. It's the holidays, work, 
whatever. I'm like, what if all these people in line are getting tested because they're sick and they're just out here breathing the same air as me? Why are you standing so close? It was very stressful. Negative test. It was fine. You went Don't to worry 1950s. About- <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, the, the light is bouncing off me. Don't worry about me, do you? Okay. okay. Oh, okay. So got my COVID test and then waited for two days in hopes that it would come back in time. It came back the day I was traveling. I needed to go to the air. My flight was at 7.30 p.m. I got it at 3 p.m. I was like sweating. I was like, if it doesn't come in, because it has to be within... 72 hours to get into Spain. I'm like, if it doesn't come in, Flight what do I do? Yeah. Like literally just panicking. And so then I, so COVID test comes back negative just in the nick of time, get to the oh, airport. Yeah. Everything's going. Yeah. Well, you know, I do all the things and I also don't like people. So I stay far away from them and I'm very safe because of it. Yes, um, the COVID tests are n- notorious for being false. I mean, for uh, providing false results. So right. people, people who don't have COVID are getting positive COVID tests back. So right. luckily you didn't like get pregnancy tests and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, this is the first time men tests. have had to deal with a false positive <laughs> <laughs> and had to experience the fear. <laughs> Welcome to the club, boys. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so we get to the airport and I'm thinking like, oh, I'm in two hour window. There's no way they're going to cancel this flight. Like we're good to go. The guy who was checking in next to me, his brother checked in before him and has gone through security. And because you have to, they have to like check your QR code. There's so much paperwork just to check in. His brother had already gone all the way through security. The guy's checking me in and checking him in at the same time. He looks at him and the computer's like making that bow, 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 sound. Yeah. And he's like, oh, let me refresh the page. It must have timed out. And he's like, oh, no, it's in time out. Your flight's canceled. And I don't know. Like, I was like, he's not talking to me. He's not talking to me. He's not on my computer. He's not on my computer. <laughs> in the amount of time that the guide, like, checked my paperwork and my QR code and was waiting for me to put my suitcase on the scale, the guy next to me's flight was canceled. He's like, we just checked my brother. And, like, there's no way. We're on the same flight. We're going to the same place. And he's like, yeah, there's other people who've checked in for this flight. They, too, are going to have to leave. Next flight's on Sunday. And I was like, <sighs> panic i was like oh my god he was like an hour and a half out i'm like two and a half hours out I'm like, oh my god i thought i was in the clear because it was showing so then i had to go to the to the bar and have a mimosa and some french fries which is like the best way to sit and agonize over the state of your flight status yeah, but it was good to go flight was full but i still their middle seat was empty <laughs> and the person sitting in the other seat not awful so i was like well i've had all this good luck let's see if i can keep it up. all right so we go six hours into the future you have arrived you're now in madrid tell yep. us what happens next i get to madrid and <sighs> there was <laughs> one train that was earlier than the train i had booked when i went to book the train it, it said it was full. So I was like, well, if I get there early enough, I'll ask if, because normally there's still empty seats. Usually. You know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just go because it would have gotten me there an hour early. So I go and I get my bag and I like book it to the train station because if it's earlier, I need to be there earlier. No. That train, they wanted to charge me 150 euro to buy an entirely new train ticket. And I was okay. like, 
but I pay full price for this one. You know, just give me a little deal. We're like, no, you bought the basic fare. And I'm like, that's the only fare that's available. There's no options on your website. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. You always go first class. No, there's only second class on that when you go to buy the ticket on Rent Bay. On the app, I struggled because I have to load it through the app because they won't take American credit cards all the time. It's very frustrating. Um, <laughs> so then I just sat in the train station. They've taken all the seating out of the train station because of COVID. Uh, so, what? yeah, so it's just like the stone wall, which is never, it doesn't matter how long you sit on a stone wall, your butt will always be cold. Um, so then I waited in the train station for like five hours. I waited in the train station. Wait, 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 wait. Almost. You said the the train would have gotten you there an hour earlier if you would have gotten on the earlier yeah. train. Mm-hmm. So how does that turn no, into I just wanted five to, hour? So, okay, so I got my flight landed. We landed early and I got my bag and I got to the train station by like nine. Okay. Your extra departure time is... The time you 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 were planning on leaving uh, via train on your scheduled train was oh I don't remember <laughs> I was there forever no, we don't need details and then but then here's the thing the other so I went to the train station super early because I wanted to get the ticket if I could get that earlier ticket right I wanted a chance to get in but no I think I got to no I got to the train station at eight thirty. Because my light, my flight landed. We landed like forty five minutes early. Yeah, that's always good. Which was yeah. really nice. Yeah, the, that's you, so you, good. Jet stream. You go in from when you go in from west to east. If that jet stream gets behind you, it'll definitely chop some time off your flight. We, there was a storm that just pushed us through, and it pushed us through a little bumpy, but it pushed <laughs> us through. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you don't see a stewardess bounce off the ceiling, it wasn't that bumpy. Did you even travel? <laughs> <laughs> it was not a Ryanair flight quality bump, but it was it was good. It was a good flight. Weird food. Um, yeah. So uh, again, coffee. no experience with uh, really flying in COVID other than the one flight from Rota back to Baltimore. What what kind of food? So generally, international flight, they're going to throw you some peanuts a couple hours into the flight. And then they're going to come back around. Usually uh, going west to east, they're going to serve you like a breakfast meal. They served us dinner right away. Like as soon as we hit altitude, there was like chicken or pasta. Uh, So obviously I went with the pasta. Pasta because we ate chicken. Oh, and uh, you also ate this. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to get food poisoning. Uh, (laughs) Welcome home. I'm dying. (laughs) This. So I listened to an episode from two years ago. Two years ago, I do this. And you lose your mind about how much you hate the sound of a raspberry. I am actively <laughs> ignoring that sound. I do hate it. I Which is what did hilarious. you see what happened when you did it? I reached for my <laughs> champagne. <laughs> All right, so not to distract, to get back to your adventure. And that's really what it was. It was an adventure. And it's gonna get it better. Was. So listeners, stay tuned. This is a great story that I am also hearing for the first time. <laughs> So, uh, pasta, weird cheese pasta, tomato sauce. And then they came around with a sandwich when we were like, maybe like an hour out. I didn't eat the breakfast sandwich. It didn't look good. I smelled it. I wasn't interested, but I did drink the coffee. <laughs> I am, I am impervious to airline food. Uh, I, 
I cannot say no. If I am trapped in a tube uh, <laughs> sucking down re-filtered, hydrated air and strangers and strapped in a seat and I can't go anywhere, if you offer me anything, I'm eating it. I'm eating it. Oh, here's here's a plate of locusts. Thank you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot turn down. A, I, and I make it known to like, you know, I might be tired. But if I fall asleep and they come around with the food, you wake me up for that food because I want that food. <laughs> and I don't need it because I'm usually fit chased for the entire flight or I'm drugged. You know, I don't like flying. I've had some bad experiences, so I don't like doing it. I normally am like yeah, unconscious, I too, but I, I got a sign around my neck. Like, don't you pass me with no damn food. <laughs> I was on an Emirates flight once and they gave you stickers and they're like, put the sticker on your corner of your seat and the seat in front of you. If you want to be woken up for meals or you want to be left alone. I was I like, just, this is so clever. I just had a brilliant business opportunity. Brazilian airlines. Huh? Hold on. Hold on. Think about this for a second. It's a Brazilian airline. And I don't know about the Brazilian people. I know they speak Portuguese, so that's weird. Uh, you want to get your butt waxed while you're flying? Ah, I like where you're going with this. But here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Brazilian airlines, they start a business. They fly people anywhere they go. But they got a Brazilian steakhouse on board, right? So the entire flight... The entire flight, it's just meat being carved onto your little tray until you tap out, until you say no more. Oh. There's, there's going to be half seats, half toilets. Sounds terrible. <laughs> Brazilian Airlines, we offer more toilets per plane than any other carrier. <laughs> half the seats, oh. twice the meats. Oh, Yes. Uh, the, our pilots aren't the only thing that give you the sweats. <laughs> it's our, our meats <laughs> and Brazilian waxing in the back. <laughs> oh, oh, literally in the back. <laughs> hey, all right, back. <laughs> Brazilian Airlines, it's coming, and I will be a, I will be a plank owner investor, just like Galactic, uh, Virgin Galactic. I'm a, a proud uh, owner of that company. I will definitely support Brazilian Airlines. Let's get this. Let's make this happen. Elon, you got nothing else going on today. Let's start an airline. <laughs> All right. So uh, that, that is your airplane food. You land. You're in the airport. You make it to the train station. They won't cut a deal with you because you're not a deal maker. You get on the train you're supposed to get on. To head back to... And I immediately fall asleep. All right, but you're going all the way to Puerto. You're not uh, doing the same yeah. thing, right? All the way to Puerto. Yeah, yeah. All the way to all the way to Puerto. Okay. Um, I get um, prearranged the pickup in Puerto. Um, John Christmas picked me up on Christmas at the train station. You couldn't, it's wonderful. Ask, you couldn't ask for a better storyline. Nope. Uh, so I didn't know No one that... has recognized you at this point. No, it was so ah, nice. Um, yeah. You forget that we get recognized. Well, it's funny. Also, all the Americans are gone. They all traveled. Now they all have COVID. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he picks me up. We go to one of the greatest pubs and eateries in the land. Uh, go to Shamrock. They've all had dinner. So, and, so your uh, safe house is Shamrock's. 
always. Okay. So, because <laughs> I need to understand, seen I, I, I've seen some video. I need to understand the logistics behind it. You get to Shamrocks, but you're there before she gets there. No, no, no. They've all been there. So how the ruse was, was to John's got to go pick up. I got to go pick up one of my coworkers and drop him at his house. And then I'll just come right back. Because okay. it's not, I mean, it, it's not a long drive. They knew exactly what time my train was arriving. My train no, was yeah, right on time talking, as usual. We're talking about 40 minutes minimum. Just to get no. there. Yeah, 40 minutes. No. Only, all right, whatever. 30. I'll give we're you already, minutes. We're already in Puerto. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. yeah to drive there and back alone. Just, you know. All right, so he picks you up. Now he's got to bring you up. back. And again, you're in hostile territory here. You, you somehow yeah. got to get from the car to the... The pre-staging of the surprise. Right. So How does that happen? I go, he pulls in to the ba- towards the back of the restaurant. In other words, where, my, my normal parking space. The normal parking <laughs> space where Stevie meets me uh-huh. and ushers me through the garden and into the, the back. They have a new wall. They have a new wall. It was they, They've done some improvements, made a new shed, all kinds of stuff. So ushers me through the garden, into the kitchen, Desserts are on plates, ready to go. Hustle me through the kitchen and out the door. And I only almost fell twice <laughs> while carrying the dessert because I've never been a server. It's not something I'm good at. Okay. Um, so then I'm seeing all of these people I know. I'm seeing not only Vicky and Jeff, but then the uh, Jessica and I, just all these people. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm holding these plates. And then Janelle. No time to say hi. I'm in the middle of something here. Janelle and Naldo were there, and I like come around, and they're having a conversation. John is sitting down. She looked early. She like looked over early, and is like, and then looked back. It was like, oh my gosh, and it was just so wonderful. It was such a good surprise. Yeah. She's like, I thought I was dreaming. I didn't know this was real. Excellent execution. Congratulations, my friend, on a job well done. Now, I'm a little disappointed in the fact that you showed up after dinner was served. Couldn't they have gone to dinner a little later where you could have been, like, bringing up the entree? Because you haven't eaten since the flight landed. I mean, it's important that you get some calories in your system, too. I got food to go, and it was perfect. Because then we came home, and I got to see my dogs, who ran right past me and didn't even see me. I was sitting on the stairs and they were like, oh, Auntie, Auntie Jill, Uncle John. And then they're like, second favorite human. (laughs) (laughs) I I have multiple videos of us leaving Zeus with friends for days. You know, we we go on a cruise, uh, we leave Zeus with other people. Um, Generally, there's only one couple that we trust Zeus with. Anyway, we come back and we've always been able to record Zeus's reaction to seeing us after being gone for seven days. And if you think a dog misses you when you've gone to work for a couple of hours, spend a couple of days away from a dog that truly <coughs> loves you. You know, Chris Rock says, Only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. Doesn't that make you feel loved? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
And uh, so you get back to the house. What what was the take home meal? What did you get to eat when you finally Ooh, got there? I got roast beef. You see, the <laughs> yeah, there goes one. Uh, yeah, roast beef, uh, Yorkshire pudding, Brussels sprouts, uh, sweet potatoes, soup. It was good. Mm. Well, you know what mm. I had on Christmas Day. Oh, oh, my goodness, folks. I've I've talked about it for years and years. My Christmas lasagna. You can also find that recipe available on the on the fan uh, site on the T-Bone and Chick Brew show Facebook group. The my my brother actually tried making it this year, but he forgot to look at the recipe. And then he had some wrongful influence from my ma. She's like, no, you got to do it with the original pasta. You got you to gotta cook. No, you don't have to cook pasta. You don't have to cook lasagna noodles anymore. Technology has brought us into a new realm where there's this thing called no-boil lasagna where you just use it in its natural state and it cooks in a way like boiled lasagna. It saves so much time. It's so much better to do. Embrace technology. It's like I almost feel like my my uh, my brother should be using a rotary phone because he doesn't want to embrace the new noodles. Why is he embracing the new phone? Don't be afraid of the technology, people. The new noodles. I, I, I wish they would come out with more no-boil noodles. Boiling a noodle is such an extra step that's no longer necessary. Lasagna has proved it. So if you want to make a macaroni, you got to boil the macaroni. Or they invent... Make no fresh boil. pasta. <laughs> what? What'd you say? Just make fresh pasta. Make, make fresh pasta. Well, one of us has clearly graduated from chef school. Um, but I always cook my pasta in the sauce. If it's fresh, you can do that. Even if it's not. <laughs> you just make sure your sauce is a little bit wetter. Wetter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you lose 30 pounds? I wish. I wish it was something that substantial. <laughs> so do we Did you see the news while you were gone? No, why? What happened now? Eddie White died. No. That is not a good look. 2021 has taken everything. Technically, it's not 2021. Yet. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, that's... Yeah, yeah, we're still there. Mm, they come in threes, though, usually. They Celebrity do. deaths come in threes. Yeah. Betty when it's White. a big one, it's always. 99, two weeks before she turned on. Oh, come on, Betty. Jesus, raise her from the dead. Let her... Give her back. <laughs> Such a wonderful lady. Uh, you know, if you followed Betty White throughout the years, her desire to uh, take care of uh, humane shelters and animal shelters and her, her just genuine love for animals. And such a beautiful lady who'd been in the business forever and a day. When you go back to yeah. old Betty White back in the, the, the 50s, she was quite a hottie. She was. But, but most people only know her from the Golden Girls, which is a shame because she was uh, she was much more than just uh, the Golden Girls lady. And I, I it's funny because, like, I think there's a lot of people who are just have always been old and will always be old. Like Betty White, who's the lady that played Professor McGonagall? She was in, like, Downton Abbey, Sister Act. Those are her. <laughs> what yeah, do I remember yeah, her from? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I do. 
She's always been alive my whole life. She's still alive. John Madden died this week. Yeah. Okay. So those are two. Right. I'm not include Harry Reid because he was just a uh, a criminal, a career politician who retired as a multimillionaire and he'd done nothing other than public service his entire career. So to me, that says the guy was in on on the fix. But uh, John Madden, to my surprise, was still alive. I did not know John. Madden I did was not alive. know that he was still alive. Either. Yeah. And then I saw that and I was like, am I reading an old article? And then I was like, oh, no, no, this is a new article. This just happened. So Betty, oh. John Madden, and I'm going to guess Ghislaine Maxwell is probably going to die at some point uh, t- in 2021. Is she really? A <laughs> <laughs> Did oh. you notice that out of the six charges? Could we swap? <laughs> yeah, right. Swap Ghislaine, Ghislaine, whatever. I don't know. There's too many. There's too many. Uh, there's a lot of vowels in that name. Silent consonants in her name. <laughs> We can swap her out for Betty White. I I, 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 I don't know where your news source is, so I'm just kind of hoping it's falsely reported and Betty White's going to make a statement and to the effect of the reports of my demise have been severely exaggerated. I, it's and a good like, news source. Did it just happen? It was Guardian and BBC both reporting. I do love the BBC. I, uh, I have Alexa tell me all the time news from the BBC because it gives me it, it gives me more information than I'm getting. Here's what you get when you look at stateside news. And by the way, <laughs> congratulations on our first international episode. This is the first time that we're actually doing this. We're doing it. <laughs> right. But the, the, the stateside news is this. Uh, open with COVID. Continue with COVID. Give some more COVID. The news traffic. Did we mention COVID and and maybe a little? This is the weather story. and how it's going to affect COVID. It is. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, I've I've gotten to the point where now I'm kind of basing my viewership on how least less least the least amount of COVID you can the, get. The least amount TV. of COVID reporting, <laughs> and 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 as soon as it starts, I'm out. I'm out because I don't know if you've known. But the latest version of COVID uh, that the CDC has said is the least lethal version possible of COVID, but is the most contagious. Right, like the flu. (laughs) Right, the flu. Funny thing you should mention, the flu, because we don't be talking about the flu anymore. The flu still kills people. We just label it something different so that we can continue the fear machine. And and I understand that it's getting worse in Spain. We Yeah, and... I mean, it, it, we I, have just people in what, I just keep doing the same thing. I'm doing, I'm doing the same thing that I did before. I'm unbothered. I'm not afraid of it. I, I, I am also not afraid, but I am fearful for where this is taking us, where there are so many people who are now on the side of mandatory compliance with anything the government says. I, I fear where we're going. I, the government, even though it is an entity, entity, it, it is just run by people. People make mistakes all the time. Fauci is the yeah. number one example of people that makes mistakes. The guy flip flops more than other previous politicians that flip flopped. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch the news anymore. We all know this. I don't right. watch the news. I I hunt and pick the news that is pertinent to my well-being and 
I, I don't tell me. Tell they, me. They did it's, it. It's, it reminds me a lot, though, of what the news looked like after 9-11. It rem- 9-11 was a threat. That was something terrible that happened. But then the way they are reporting everything now, every single thing, it is reminiscent of that reporting. Everything is a war zone. Everything is a battle. It's a storm. It's a bad storm. We're here on the front lines of hurricane. Oh, my God. Plus, Plus, they've created these things called waves, you know, where where flu season was a season. We have added waves. And I think we're on the fifth wave. There's now, you know, a, a minimum of two vaccines a minimum of one booster, another booster's on the way. Two people I know, two people I know who are double vaccinated with boosters have recently contracted COVID. Well, contracting COVID is not, you're still going to, you could still get it with a, with a booster and a vaccine. Like that's a vaccine is not a bubble that protects you from it. Kind of, kind of is supposed to be. It, no, it's supposed it's, to make you get a vaccine. You're not supposed to get sick. You don't see a bunch of people running around with polio. You don't see a bunch of people. Well, running that around with polio has made a return. <laughs> and, okay, it's funny you say that. Why did polio make a return? Because of anti-vaxxers, who just a couple of years ago were all the wackos on the left. The anti-vax crowd somehow crossed the aisle from left to right in one year. In one year, people who swore any vaccine gave uh, children autism. Are now, Which is so weird. How did they get there? How did they get there? Uh, one woman, one very pretty woman, and then that's all it takes. Honestly, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can get so much done when your mouthpiece is a very pretty woman. But yeah, just a couple uh, of Jenny McCarthy and her crowd were all on the left and were all saying vaccines are bad. Don't do vaccines. And then you get things like polio coming back, like smallpox coming back. And then COVID happens. And then everybody on the left, all of a sudden, like you must get vaccinated. You mu- no more my body, my choice. You must get vaccinated. You must get vaccinated twice. You must get the booster. And when the other booster comes, they will. And you must wear a mask. It's just I, I love my mask. I love it. I love it so much. I I don't care if you never have to wear a mask again. I will wear a mask. I make the judgiest faces behind my mask. I look like I'm smiling. I'm not smiling. It is a full grimace. I am not pleased to meet you. I'll say it. It's not real. I love it. I you didn't brush your teeth today. You're wearing a mask. That's not my problem. That's your problem now. Not I have my a problem. new mask. It's in your mask. My new mask is uh, it's a full face shield. And oh. I, I bought it because it's it's ridiculous. But at the same time, it meets all of the intent. You're making me wear this thing. I got to wear it. But for the last 18 months, I've been wearing a mask with my big smiley face on the front. So no matter what face I was making underneath the mask, all the observer could see was a big smiley face. And I have forgotten now that people can see my actual face. <laughs> so, so. Oh, no. So, yeah. So where normally I would just hide my smirk behind a mask. I'm now really super conscious about the fact that, oh, oh they can see. They can see more than my eyes. They can see. Uh, they can see these stupid faces I make. So I have to be very, very aware of that. See, and I like that I don't have to anymore. 
I live through my face. My face tells no lies. My mouth will tell the lie. My face will sell me out so fast. Well, plus, but with the mask, you're a bad liar. Yeah. Oh, I'm an awful liar. Right. Dear God. <laughs> Got so away with nothing as a child. That's why I was so <laughs> impressed with your Christmas gift. I was impressed that you were able to pull it off. Uh, very well, very well done. If I had the old machine here, I'd give you the clapping sounds, but I'm just going to, I'm going to give you my personal clap. You got, Do I have a clap? You got a applause button? If you got an applause button, give yourself a round of applause. You earned it. I don't know how to work this thing. We'll have to revisit it. Are we recording? I, I, <laughs> I plugged everything in super quick. This I don't know where I'm going to set up full time. Uh, so. can, you, can you turn your voice into a squirrel? Yeah. I, I, I kind of wonder if... I thought from the onset was that using... it wasn't working. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'm wondering if my head are picking what's being picked up. Hold on a second. Okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Everything's fine. It's okay. It's all right. We're going to figure these things out. It's going to get smoother, uh, smoother and smoother with time. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to find a spot where I can set this up and leave it connected. Right. So that all I have to do is plug in my phone and go. Okay. So aside from your uh, wonderful presents, what else did you get someone for Christmas? Ooh, got a new phone. Oh, the 13, I'm assuming. 13 mini, yeah. Because you're kind of a brand whore. No, because I just know how it works and I don't want to <laughs> learn anything new. <laughs> Rob Calabro, he took a photo recently, him and his wife, and it was it was such good quality. I said, dude, what kind of phone are you using to take this selfie? This is the best selfie I've ever seen. And it, yeah, it was a 13. Yeah, it's a great camera. I have, I have a Samsung 20, and it takes fantastic photos, and it does the hyperlapse. I did that the other day with the snow. Mm -hmm. I mean, the snow came down. Yeah, I hyperlapsed it when I did the video, but it came down with a quickness. We went from literally one snowflake. I looked out the kitchen window and I was like, oh, look, a snowflake. How cute is that? And and within an hour, we had an inch of snow. So that, that was... Is Oh, we've got the bubbly. So I've joined you with my own version of a bubbly because it is New Year's Eve. It is the New Year's Eve show. We'll be talking New about Year's New Year's Eve, Eve soon. But much like two years ago, we're going to stick on Christmas for a little bit. I made a new friend. Uh, my new friend's a real name, person, a real person. My, my new friend's name is Annette. She works in the same command I work for. And she assisted me recently on a hiring panel. And, uh, I, you know, we spent some time getting to know one another. And I like her. Very nice lady. And she, when we were talking about the impending Christmas holiday, she told me what her and her husband do is, you know, just have something to open. And, and I realized throughout my entire relationship, I've always tried to hit a home run on Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess I hit the foul pole every time. I'm shooting for a home run. I uh, buy her. How did the chapstick go? She doesn't use it. <laughs> Hold on, we'll talk, we'll talk about all that. Just give me a second. <laughs> so I'm always swinging for the fences. I'm always trying to hit a home run. 
that no matter what it is I buy her, she she graciously acknowledges the gift when she receives it, and then I never see it again, no matter what it is. Hey, here's a brand new car, and then the next day the car disappeared. I'm like, what happened to the brand new car I just bought you? Well, you know, it, it disappeared. I, that's an example. I could use any of the real things, but no matter what I would get her, it she was appreciative of it on the day of reception, and then would never use it again. And Annette tell, uh, told me that her and her husband just, just kind of buy each other gifts to open. And I thought about that long and hard. And, and, and instead of trying to hit home runs, maybe I just needed to make hit base hits. Any, any baseball coach will tell you or softball coach will tell you that base hits win games. So instead of trying to hit a home run, I just tried to hit a bunch of base hits. And I got her the very, very expensive chapstick that you bought, that you recommended. I mean, I bought it. I, I use it. <laughs> I got it. And you recommended it. And that's why I got it. And uh, she was appreciative of it. And she knew what it was. And she knew that it, it wasn't, you know, uh, what is a cheap chapstick brand? I can throw it here. I, I, I don't. Chapstick. Chapstick, chapstick brand. <laughs> Like literally I, what it's called. I, I don't. <laughs> the only time I used chapstick was when I was active duty. When I was in active duty, there was this little yellow tin of chapstick, the Carmex, I think it was called, or something along. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I tell you what Carmex is, is good for. Carmex is really good for covering up dehydration. When your body is when your body is trying to say, "Hey, man, I need a drink." Okay, we're about to shut some down. water. You put some Carmex on your lips, and you forget all about the fact that you are thirsty and you are dying. <laughs> but uh, since I've retired, I've never I've never used chapstick again. I didn't use chapstick before the military. I only used Carmex while I was in the military and haven't since. So she 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 appreciated the Carmex and uh, the other. It's not Carmex. Uh, she appreciated the Gucci version of Carmex. <laughs> she, you know, I got some, you know, some slippers and some socks, some, uh, some really like fleece lined yoga pants. The thing is she wears comfortable clothes Ooh. around the house all the time, but, uh, I, I, I like looking at my wife. I'm one of those guys who's still attracted to his wife and want to see her when she's looking better than baggy sweatpants. So I got these like form fitting uh, sweatpants that uh, they're really nice. I, I enjoy them immensely. Uh, you got yourself a gift. <laughs> and, you know, I see what you did there. Well all, played. all of my gifts were just, there was nothing big or extravagant. I got her a bread maker and the bread maker is not necessarily for her. The, the bread that is going to come from the bread maker that I will slave over is for her. I made my first bread for her return when she was out visiting her family over Christmas. It was supposed to be like a brioche. I did not do well. It did not do well. I'm still eating. Why don't you just make the brioche? It's so easy. Says a lady who paid thousands of dollars no, to go to a school to learn. I've been making brioche before I went to school. I learned oh, how to make I... brioche by myself during COVID, like a oh. normal person. All right, Chick Brew, tell the audience how easy it is to make a brioche. It's by, just by the way, a simple yeast dough. <laughs> it is. It's literally like flour, yeast, some milk, an egg wash, some baking soda. It's so easy. And you literally just mix it up, let it rise and do its thing. You leave it the hell alone. And then you make it. And you get to hit it. Anything you get to punch, it's good. It's good. 
so yeast is is a microbe. It's an actual living living thing. thing, right? Yes. And when I followed the recipes for this brioche bread for the bread maker, it's like one and three quarter tablespoons of yeast. But it's a bread maker. So you put all of the ingredients in the bread maker and the bread maker's supposed to, to work its magic. My loaf was about half the size of what it should have been, which means it was twice as dense as it should have been, which definitely wasn't what I was going for with the brioche. It does make a delicious toast. By the way, my mother-in-law bought us mm-hmm. a brand new toaster. Because, That's a good gift. Because <laughs> apparently buying things off of Rhodey Yard Sale. Um, so our our last toaster that we've had for years was like a $10 toaster we bought in the parking lot of the commissary. <laughs> I still have a, a food processor that I purchased in like 2014 for $5. Years before Love you, there thing. was an MC1 that when she was leaving, she was selling like all of her little appliances. And I had just gotten there in 2012 and I met her in the commissary parking lot and I bought all of her stuff. You love MCs. You just want to give us money. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I, 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 I do that with anybody. We, it's funny. Again, two years ago, uh, listening to the episode last night when I'm driving home from the adult uh, arcade. And two years ago, we talk about everything that we're getting ready to talk about right now because nothing really changed. But one of the things is my, my wishes for uh, 2022 and uh, being a, a multi-billionaire is still on the list of things I, I would like to do because of my propensity to be a, a philanthropist. I want to I, I want to give money to people. I just don't have enough money to give enough money to people. Anyway, so uh, Christmas, she really hooked me up really nice. I can't complain at all. And I don't complain. That's the good thing about me. And I, I try to wear everything she bought me, the slipper she bought me I'm wearing right now. Um, yeah, so there's that. It was a, it was a really good Christmas. Uh, you gave gifts. What did you receive? So normally... The manager and I only do book swaps at Christmas, which is awesome. I love it. Um, this year was a little different because things were kind of kooky. Kooky. Yeah. Um, and like not being home most of the year. Normally, like she'll tell me, oh, this book or oh, this book, you know, and I'll hear them. Yes. She will drop hints throughout the year. And, you know, whatever I don't see on the bookshelf, I try to scoop up, but I wasn't home. So I didn't get I didn't get that intel. <laughs> crucial intel was not provided but uh new phones were needed it was not not so much a want but a like oh my god your phone is dead again uh so so you both got new phones yes i also got a phone wow wait a second Um, it sounds like you got yourself a phone and you got her a phone we both got phones Uh, i I hear i hear this But it's great because now I can get my news articles and I can talk to you. Nice. (laughs) It's a win for so many people. (laughs) If 
if uh, I'm uh, in retrospect, uh, because of some gastro issues I'm having, I'm really glad we didn't do the live show. That would have been a disaster. But if we had done the live show, uh, much like we had done in the past, I was going to uh, in in engage the audience and try to find out what their Christmas gifts were, what they gave. We had some fun when we talked about what was the worst gift that Santa ever dropped off that had some assembly required. It was a it was a very entertaining show. That's why I included it in the link section of uh, something to remind people by. But once we got done talking about Christmas, we then began talking about what is next. The new year. We have had this conversation for years about resolutions and goals. I have got some goals. I don't do resolutions, and I think I brought you around to being a goal-driven person versus a resolution person, because once you fail at a resolution, you have failed. You were not resolute, but if you miss the goal, you could try again. There's always another way of trying the goal. I am going to walk 500 miles this year. That's my goal. I, uh, Will I, you then walk 500 more? <laughs> the song... Uh, the song alone took me from 400 to 500. The math I did, 356 days a year, a mile a day, 356. Oh, what the heck? I'll round it up. And I wouldn't walk 500. Ah, we'll do 500. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's, my, that's my driven goal this year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do 500 miles. Um, with that, it, it seems like a lot. But there, there was a time. Not, there was a time when I would do twenty miles in a day. So it is going to try to keep me on track. Of course, I'm going to try to do that. Uh, I am, I am moving away from hard alcohol. I'm going to, I'm going to continue the beer and the wine and, and the occasional hard alcohol. But I'm trying to move away from it as much as possible. As I write this new book called The Book of Quit, I want the Book of Quit, <laughs> T-Bock, if you will. I want T-Bock to replace AA, or not necessarily replace. There's AA has worked for a lot of people. Congratulations. Supplemental reading. I want it to be an option, an alternative. There are other ways to quit things that you no longer want to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm working through writing this book uh, and, and making T-Bock the book of quit a real thing well i will of course read it <laughs> <laughs> or i'll buy it for doing for christmas one year let me know when it is out <laughs> well then i, I will uh, having said that i will now include you in the uh, acknowledgements page <laughs> and, and I put I, some stuff before i can help <laughs> i i tell you i had so much fun a friend of mine jim mclean wrote a book uh, i believe the working title on it was dogs uh, man's best friend it's a it's a great book, and he gave me the opportunity to to edit it for him, and I took it I took it seriously. I gave it to Gina, and I asked her to do it because <laughs> she was a college graduate, you know, or in college at the time. When she got done, then I took a turn at it, and I caught a whole bunch of things that she didn't see, even though she had the education, she didn't have the experience, and I I didn't have the education, but I had the experience. So I gave Jim notes upon notes upon notes about little things he could do here and there, words that were not correctly used, you know, a bunch of a really, you know, little notes. That's what they are. They're notes. But one of the notes, all right, I don't want to give this story away because I really hope he publishes it one day. It's a great story. And you would appreciate it because there's a beagle in it. <gasps> it's a great story. But there's also, drugs involved. there's also drugs involved and the drugs... What? 
ancient Aztec, Mayan, I don't know what the drugs were, allowed the owner to speak to animals, to, to dogs specifically. To the beagle? To the beagle, yeah. I want to talk to my beagle. And, and in one of the crazy drug-induced <laughs> dreams, the, rot, the, the dogs are in the position of humans and humans are in the position of dogs. So all the dogs are, all the humans are in the kennels and all the dogs are running the kennels. And one particularly mean Rottweiler is like the kennel supervisor, just, you know, pounding on the caves of the caged humans. And he gave the, the Rottweiler a name like Scott. I'm like, that's not a Scott. That's a Tony. That's a Tony is definitely the Rottweiler banging on the cages of the humans, not Scott. <laughs> so, Scott. so when he rewrites the when he rewrites it with all my notes and everything, he changed the name of the Rottweiler Tony. And that made me feel so special. And that's another reason why I want Jim McClain to publish this daggone book. It's a good book. Entertaining read. I wanna, very fun. I want to read about being able to talk to a beagle. Yes. Nothing would make me happier than being able to talk to a beagle. I am so. What do they think about all day? Beagle stuff. What is it? <laughs> no, but I really need to know. I saw a fantastic picture of you being cuddled by a beagle. Oh, my God. And it is He's to my so understanding wonderful. that beagles are not known for their cuddling. He's not the biggest cuddler. No, no. Here's the difference between a 35, 40 pound dog. How, yeah, he's kind of fat. What's he weigh? About 40 pounds? He's about 50 pounds. <laughs> he's a little fatter than I thought. <laughs> he's solid muscle. Yeah, so he's is Zeus, so... except for the extra fat that he's put on since we moved to Pennsylvania. He's really fit again to the Pennsylvania. No, like Rupert side. has the like little waist and everything. He's just, I mean, he doesn't ever stop moving. The thing is, ever. when Zeus cuddles, yeah, I don't know how to explain this. I'm lying in bed with a dog that's half my weight. Okay? He's a big daggone dog. He's big. <laughs> and he wants contact. He wants human contact. So with just the most minor of adjustments, you know, because he's got four legs. He can do things. He could pick up one elbow and another elbow, and he could just shift slightly without getting up and moving around. He could just shift ever so slightly. And by the end of the night, I'm... I'm on the edge of the bed to where parts of my body are off the bed because my, I guess my subconscious reaction is, although I want to cuddle him, it gets kind of, gets kind of warm, gets kind of hot. So I move away from the heat to, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I've got one leg that's over the side, one arm that's over the side. I'm, I'm hanging onto a pillow like it's an anchor for dear life. We don't deserve dogs. And no, we don't. And I, in my jet lagged brain, fell asleep on the couch, couch night. I love a good couch night with my boys. Right. I think that it's the best way to sleep. Second best way to sleep. Don't tell. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, I know how I had laid down on the couch with the intention of staying awake. I know where my body was placed when I woke up. Um, I was curled in an odd S shape because I had small dog behind the knees and I had big dog in the chest area, but he never puts <laughs> his face near my face because that would be too nice. And I'm certain, what are you doing? Small dog, Granger. Well, I'm certain what woke me up is he probably farted in my face because he's rude. <laughs> Granger. <laughs> There's small dog. Come here. Come here. Say hi to Uncle Tony. 
It is a special moment when Zeus has blessed me with his face near my face. Because, you know. So good. Because it's more, it's more normal. Hey, buddy, there he is. It's, it's more Do you normal. see Rupert? Yeah, I see him. It's you more smell normal like to be smoke. At- What's happening out there? Come. <laughs> Rupert, come. Come here. What are you doing? What's wrong with your paw? Come here, Ru. Come on in. We'll cut all this out. Go ahead. Come here, Ru. Come here. <laughs> your oh, head and you can't hear me, so. <laughs> oh, my God. Lift with your legs, woman. I can't. The small dog is biting us. I would not put. I would not sit in the chair with him. <laughs> Good boy. You see Uncle Tony? Yeah. I, I, there's nothing I can do. He can't hear me, so it's like, uh, look at me. Okay. Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. They're wild. Is that an Aqua Teen Hunger Force tattoo on your your right side there? No, no, no. It's a giant koi fish. Koi? <laughs> yeah. That's just the tail? I have a flower, I have a lotus, and then I have a huge... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We've never shared tattoos before. All right, back to the show. I am covered in tattoos. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I guess you're not Jewish. I always thought you were Jewish. I don't know why. I am. Turns out I am Eastern European Jewish. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Ancestry.com. <laughs> I'm like 42%. I want you to listen. From Wales. I want you to listen to the 2019 <laughs> show that we're doing. I just right got a now. new tattoo. I just got a new tattoo. I'll show it to you. It's on uh, my arm. <laughs> the choices we make. <laughs> it's a squirrel. why so when you get older you make better choices because you have years of experience lots of growth understanding during the pandemic it was a hard time Uh uh-huh a lot of weird information being put out a lot of confusion fear um you know so i was in a group chat (laughs) With some friends. Uh-huh. And uh, at one point, the meme of the squirrel from Zootopia, the gif was posted where the squirrel is saying, oh, we're all going to die. And then the group chat's name became Squirrel Friends. Okay. How many in the group chat uh, got tattoos? There's, there's five in the chat. Two of us got the tattoo and two are pending their appointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that part about when we get older we get smarter yeah. all right let's get back to the show it's a squirrel <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, will, I have a giant fish i have a map i have an owl i will uh, throw a commercial they're tattoos <laughs> they're tattoos <laughs> So what are your goals for 2022? It's funny because you keep bringing up the 2019 show. And I had been reminded by my manager that in 2019, I made a Facebook post that I was going to drink less (laughs) and I was going to go to culinary school in 2020. Who knew that um, one of the two. I was going to drink more and I was going to stay so at home. Uh, 
But um, yeah, it's funny your, though, because your plan going into 2020 was to mm-hmm. continue sober October every other month. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was and culinary school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually kept up the sober October pretty far in even into the pandemic and then there was like a breaking point where i was just like i need a glass of wine (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't even like to get drunk or anything i just had we had like water at the house and we were on like day three of being in the house So you, and there was no need to go to the grocery store. Like I wasn't going to get a Coke. So well, it was like, I'm then again, if you remember at the early stages of COVID in Spain, you couldn't buy alcohol right out in town. They wouldn't let you buy alcohol. And then as they started to lighten up, you couldn't buy hard alcohol, but you could still buy wine. It's the strangest, strange. There were so many things that have I remember I could not buy chlorine for the pool. Yeah. You told that was the most frustrating thing. Now the pool looks like trash because I've been gone, but we're locked in our house. Chlorine for the pool is what we need. <laughs> True. How are we going to disinfect our whole bodies if we're not jumping in a chlorine-filled pool? It was part of our decontamination plan. Survival. It was part of the decontamination plan. Oh, Genevieve has to go back and teach? Great. When you get home from school every day, you jump in the pool, you Do not come inside the house inside. after you've yeah. been coordinated. You've dipped yourself. Chemical dip. Now, how long was she doing the virtual schooling? For that that went life. on the rest of 2020, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they started back 2021 school year. But they're in class now. It's great. They're in class now. Yeah. I mean, they've been in class for like the majority yeah. of this year. I, I don't see that. It, it, two weeks from now, I don't see that happening. The the hysteria between uh, the the hysteria behind the most recent variant is is like nothing I've seen. It's it's so much more now. People are tired. We are. The recipients yeah. of the mandates are sick and tired of all of the nonsense. But the people in charge, the media, the government. This is this is a very powerful tool for them. Let me ask you. I want to talk about this earlier. Let me ask you this question. If six children in a bouncy house were sucked up into the sky and died, would that be a news story? Yeah, would it was you- on the news from Kansas. No, Australia. Oh, no, there was the one in Kansas, too. I don't know if it was six kids in a bouncy house, but the kids on oh, it was a trampoline. No, this is a bouncy house. Oh, well, yeah, I was talking about the one in Kansas. Six children dead. From a bouncy house in Australia doesn't even make the news. It makes BBC news, but it doesn't make any other news channel. But, you know, two people get shot at a high school in New York City. That's everywhere. That's around the world. The BBC just did their 2021 in review. And it's funny how many of the stories are American stories. Now, granted, it is BBC America, but there are a whole bunch of world stories but it seems like the, the the stupidest of American stories, the the, uh, the the Rittenhouse shooting there in Minnesota. You know, the kid was being attacked. He he fought back and won and was acquitted. Well, that's that's a big BBC news story. And of course, I don't even want to get into it. Twenty twenty one is in the past. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You can't move forward if you're always looking behind, right? Look, a lot of things happened. I don't agree with the way a lot of things are handled and covered. That's why I don't let 
other people choose what I consume. It has been. I hunt it out. I seek it. Honestly, if a news source is focusing on America, probably not a news source for me. I, <laughs> I shamefully admit that one of my favorite news sources is Al Jazeera. Oh, no. Hands down. I tell the people that all the time. <laughs> I, I feel bad. It's a great it. news source. It is so Why? good. Uh, because Look, uh, the best way to get information is what other people are saying about you. Because you're always going to be like, oh, well, this is what you need to focus on. It's like me, right? America and the media is like my brain. I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I have a squirrel tattoo, right? <laughs> That's not even important. But how other people... is actually true. <laughs> <laughs> but like how other people, how, how I impact other people, that's important. So... What are we doing? How is that affecting other countries? What are they saying about us or about our behavior? That's the news I want because our media doesn't even present itself as news. They're entertainment sources. They don't even have to present facts most of the time for most of the shows that are on. I don't care. I get my entertainment from Facebook Reels. I will watch that for 20 hours straight. I'm fine. I don't need the news to be entertaining. Now that Facebook done reels, which came from Instagram that did reels, (laughs) but Instagram still exists. Why don't you look at the Instagram reels versus Because it doesn't load as fast. Okay. Sometimes it freezes. I look at the Instagram because if I want to make a comment, if you try to do it on on Facebook, it says you got to go to Instagram. Yeah, but I literally don't care about what anyone has to say. So I don't care about the comments. Let me if I this. really want the comment, I'll go to Instagram. But let me I don't ask care you what this. people say. What if someone you love and admire, a celebrity that you love and admire, posts something and you make a, a, a little comment? And then that celebrity replies with, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's happened I, to me I a won't. couple of times. The most recent yeah. instance was uh, Richard Hammond from the Grand Tour from the Top Gear fame. I, uh, he, he was trying to get his dog up into the Land Rover and the dog had obviously put on some weight and he was kind of busting the dog's chops. And, and I went on there and was like, oh, come on, daddy, it's COVID weight. And, and he responded, I was like, oh, you're probably right. Ah, look at it. Richard Hammond thinks I'm probably right. That made me happy. <laughs> there was one time. Yeah, no. <laughs> there was one time. I get they that. Were doing a live gig and they said my name. I was like, oh. That was fun. That was, I didn't have to be malicious or, you know, anything. And they, 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 good time. I honestly think you're funnier when you're not malicious. I never want to be malicious. Let's be clear. In but my I think like, flavor. I think like sometimes like you're like trolling, but I don't really think that's when you're your funniest. I think like you're naturally funny. And sometimes it's like you, you want to fit this mold of like the troll. I'm like, but that's not really when you're your funniest. You're your funniest when you just are existing. Oh, well, You're fucking you. hilarious. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm thanking you. I I do know when I'm intentionally doing something to try to um to to, to try to evoke a response. I do know when I'm doing that. When right. I when I say something that's like, "Wow, that was completely unnecessary." I did it to see if you were paying attention. <laughs> I did it to provoke a response. I. Uh, Darrell McLean, who advertises our show uh, in his podcast and who closes out our podcast with an advertisement for him, posted something. <laughs> posted something recently about um, oh the the new 
the new suicide law, the new suicide, the Brandon Act. Yeah, so what we have here, we got a young airman who is suicidal, and because he's suicidal, his chain of command treats him horribly, and they, they punish him, and they make him feel really, 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 really bad because he's suicidal, and then he kills himself. And he kills himself in, in exactly what you expect, the most glorious of ways. He walks up to a helicopter that isn't even his helicopter, tells the pilot, sorry, you have to see this, and then runs oh, into the tail runner. And doesn't kill himself, picks himself up and runs into the tail rudder again. This young man obviously had some serious mental issues that needed to be addressed. I 100% agree. I don't believe it requires a law to further direct the military and more and more suicide prevention awareness things. Number one. You know, I think the military is... You know, I, as someone who's in the military, yes, I am very judgmental about everything. And yes. I think the military could do a lot more in a lot of places. And it's command-based. 100%. I will say Absolutely agree. I, and I'm lucky because I spend most of my time in Rhoda. And every CEO we've had has been pretty great. And the ship CEOs, their lives, I have no idea. But I will say that I have had a friend recently who was struggling with some stuff and he was given every resource that he needed. I know for a fact that is not the case all the time. It is not but, the case all the time because there, there is a job that has to be done. And, right. But the resources are always there. They're always there. The training is always there and the training is mandated and the training is mandated for everyone. Making another mandated click, click, click training thing that everybody has to do is not going to help anybody at all. So on Darrell's page, I I made a comment that I, I knew was inflammatory. I knew it was inflammatory. And I spelled weak minded incorrectly. I think I was using voice to text. It was a very early morning post and it spelled weak as in the weak, not weak as in you are. And the, the, the very first complaint, I was like, anybody who doesn't know how to spell correctly means nothing to me. Their opinion means nothing to me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, this is going to go south real quick. And since then, there's been, uh, Darrell has come on and he's defended my position with his own position because he's, he, he's really good at engaging conversation. So if you haven't listened to the Darrell McLean show yet, I, I recommend you give it a shot. Uh, it, is, it is a unique perspective that's very engaging for both sides. But I knew I, knew I had kind of thrown, thrown a, a bomb out there, and I didn't know where it was going to go. But I quickly realized it went south. And then I think I did something that people just forgot how to do and ignored it. I, I get the message. Somebody commented on my post. Somebody mentioned me in the post. I get all these notifications, but I'm not going back over to the page to find out what people who I don't know are saying about me, who have no idea what my experience is, what my, my, what my history with suicide prevention, they have no idea about me. And I'm not, I'm not going to get on there and defend myself to a bunch of strangers. I said what I said. And if you don't like it, then say you don't like it, and let's move on. If we all practice this simple thing. I did that once. Tell me. Tell me about it. So I found, so 
MCs, right? Of course, we have a little page on Facebook. And I found this really hilarious meme. This is several years ago. <laughs> and it said the Kama Sutra. And it was the, the way that you sutra? the Kama Sutra. And it was it. these funny Kama precarious poses of commas. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean... And I literally just no words, just shared the shared the meme. And oh my god. <laughs> it it was people were like you need to take this down. The admin, I know the admin, she wasn't going to take it down. She thought it was funny. She had laughing face emoji on it. Uh, and, and people were like, and this is how Marines United started. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that a joke about commas is how that happens. <laughs> it's literally, it's, it's this, a comma. It's, it's literally a black square with some white commas on it and people were losing their mind and people were like adding me and they were so mad and i was like we write news stories and there are commas this is a joke about commas and people were so mad and my friend james who has been my boy since boot camp love him to death he he was he messaged me he's like you have people hot you need to go on and read the comments. Nope. Don't delete it. No matter what they say, don't delete it. They're so mad. It's so funny. Read it. <laughs> and we were just cracking up. And my chief at the time was like, someone said you said something on the page. I'm not on the page because I don't like those people. Are they mad at you? And I was like, maybe, but I'm getting out in four months. And he's like, no, it's cool. I just want to know if they're mad so I can laugh. <laughs> And I was like, I showed him what it was. And he was like, oh, that's so funny. And I was like, these people are so mad. I never said anything. And people were posting like, oh, the original poster doesn't care. The original poster should be kicked out of the group. Oh, the original. I was like, I said, I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. If you don't like it, you say what you say and let's move on. It's fine. But we're, There's nothing wrong with that. We're touching on me trolling. Tony, you and I agree and disagree on so many things. I agree that we disagree. <laughs> and you say what you say and I say what I say. It's fine. Right. It's fine. We're adults. We're adults setting an example of what other adults should do. You One call- time, you and I sat on the stage and ate pizza. Like, it's fine. Mukbang. It's fine. Live. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I love that. keep drinking this. Yes, I, I'm almost out, but I'm still drinking with you. So you, you call me kind of a troll, and I think that's funny because I don't intend to troll. But I do do things Bologna. that I think are funny. And here's a great But example. I think that you're – I want to see you do stand-up because I think that, like, stand-up is kind of the best of both worlds. It's kind of like being a troll, right? Like, it's kind of forced. It's not necessarily natural. You're not having a conversation being funny. But – you're like in this real human connection type of environment. People are going there because they want to laugh. They are ready to receive what you have to give. You would be surprised how many people are dragged to comedy clubs that don't want to go or are there for other reasons. Oh yeah. It's stupid. (laughs) But there's this thing in comedy where we're talking about finding your voice and they say five to seven years before you really find your voice in comedy. And, and I want to do stand up. I'm just so awkward. Awkward is funny. I'm telling you, you when you are awkward, you are at your funniest. <laughs> I 
who I am as a comedian has changed so much over the years where uh, I used to kind of just do joke jokes, but I don't mm -hmm. do joke jokes anymore. Now I, I, I tell the story in the story. I try to make the story as entertaining and as fun as possible. Where applicable, I try to use big words that don't stump people. The moving to the country of Pennsylvania has provided me with so much fodder. I can't wait to actually craft it into something that'll be entertaining for the people who live in this country. Well, you, when you want to run that by me. And I wouldn't. <laughs> but I'll never see it. <laughs> you could. You could see it. You, you, here's what I want to I wrote down because I don't want to forget where I do things because I think they're funny. And this is a great example where you could be calling me a troll because of what I do, but this is what I do because I think it's funny. Rhoda Carlot, specifically Rhoda Carlot. Uh, it's a small American community, Americans selling cars to each other. They take a picture of their car. Uh, they take multiple pictures of the car. They give a description of the car. Then they post it on the Rhoda Carlot thing. But they always take the time to blur out the license plate. And it just cracks me up every time they do that. So the thing I do is I send them, a, you know, on there, hey, here's my car and I'm selling it. And then I go, hey, Joey, is this your car? And they're like, yeah, it's my car. And I just put a laugh emoji. That's all I do because to me, that's hilarious. That you tried to hide the identity of the owner of the vehicle. And first of all, when it comes to running a license plate, ladies and gentlemen, it's very hard to do. You have to be in the right place at the right time in order to run a license plate. You have to have special permissions or you have to know special people. You, just, you don't just put it into a search engine and come up with the vehicle information. It's hard to run a license plate. But if you're posting your vehicle on Facebook to sell under your name and you blank out your license plates, you've kind of missed the entire point. Because... <laughs> And that's why I always do that. I was like, is, hey, Christina, is this your vehicle? And you're like, I never blacked out my license plate. Yeah, it's my vehicle. And I just put a laugh emoji because it's funny to me. You're out of beers. I am. What are your goals for uh, 2022? As I discussed, 500 miles. That's it? Uh, 500 miles. I mean, miles. it's a big goal. Yeah, and uh, drastically reducing the amount of hard alcohol I drink. Just getting down to, I, first of all, those two things together I think will be great for me when it comes to, to losing weight. So I'm not putting mm -hmm. losing weight on my thing. Although there is this thing now in America where you can bet money to lose weight. Healthywager.com or something like that, where you throw mm -hmm. down a, you throw down some money and say, I'm going to lose this weight. And if you do it, they give you money. Now, I like to gamble. And, you do love a good gamble. <laughs> and I'm aware of how much weight I can lose if properly motivated. For, you know, for 30 years, my job depended on me losing weight every six months. So I know I can lose weight. Okay. But it does get harder and harder every time. And the thing I, I really want to do this time when I lose weight is I want to lose it more healthy. naturally. Yeah, more healthy. Because anybody who knows anything about losing weight understands the yo-yo effect. And if you lose a whole bunch of weight in a short period of time, when it comes back, it comes back at the cyclic rate. As fast as it could possibly come back, it comes back. And, and that's how my weight just can, you know, my, my weight losses were being doubled by weight gains every six months. I think that a lot of people in the military, though, can relate to that because 
Like right now, I'm super healthy. Go to the doctor. Oh, you're fat. Thank you. I know. But then they're like, oh, but you're super healthy. Your cholesterol is good. Your blood pressure is good. You are not even close to diabetes. Like everything's fine. And I'm like, oh, because I'm a healthy person, but I'm not the size you want me to be. Right. And the military is super bad about that. Same. And as a woman in the military, (laughs) it's even worse because (laughs) they want... They want everyone to be a 17-year-old boy in the military. Well, I am definitely not that. I have 30 pounds of boobs on my chest. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I cut them off, which sounds great sometimes, most times. That's always going to be there. It doesn't matter. So I get it. Like, you lose this weight. You're like, oh, PRT is coming up. I better lose weight. And you're like, I lost 20 pounds. Great. And then you're like, I gained 40 pounds. Exactly. Yep. And then the next time you're like, but I you lost could 40 do it, pounds. You gain back Great. 40 pounds in a week. Yeah. You could spend, you know, three months losing 20 pounds and gain twice as much in half the time. And literally just by starting to eat again. <laughs> like, well, I've been eating salads that. all month and it's like. Oh, every salad is just sticking to my thighs like it's chocolate cake. So I, I want to do okay. the 500 miles. I want to cut out the hard alcohol because that's, I mean, that's, I believe there's so much empty calories. I'm basically drinking, you know, Sugar. double Big Macs a night before going to bed. And and that, I, I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm going to cut that out to the, for the most part. I want to work on the book of quit T-Bock, if you will, as an alternative day. So I, 2022, I got some good ideas. I got some good plans. What about you? I have also been writing a book. I am about 100 pages in. What? I'm not going to give anything away right now, but I'm going to continue working on that. I have to write my personal statement, but I am applying to grad school. So I'd like to start that. And I also would like to work on me. I don't really, not so much worried about weight, but I do want to get stronger. Like, I just want to be more physically fit. I don't care if I weigh yeah, 250 weight, pounds. The, the I just will adjust with your fitness level. I will probably always weigh 200 pounds. I've weighed 200 pounds for the last seven years, period. Didn't matter. I was in Bahrain and I was working out six days a week, 200 pounds. I <laughs> go COVID hits. Guess who never went over 200 pounds? Me. Yeah. Me and 240 had that same relationship for a long time. <laughs> uh, so I do want to get I just, me. I'm a good I would like to be able to do a pull-up I want to be able to do a set of pull-ups preferably 10 if I can get to five by the end of the year I would be pleased so that's my goal I'm I will give you a hundred dollars to do five pull-ups <laughs> well I'll see you in tomorrow <laughs> I gotta go to the gym <laughs> no those are like those are my goals I would like to be able to do a pull-up I just want to be stronger uh, I want to finish if I can't finish my book, because it is it takes time. Writing a book does not just happen. People don't know, you know, it's hard work. It takes time. And then grad school. I mean, that's like a that's three years. So what is the, you can at least let me know what's the genre? Uh, young adult. OK, <laughs> it was a bet during COVID. <laughs> so. You know those like things with like the first letter of your name, the first letter of your last name, the day of the week you were born on type things generated a title of what your YA book title would be. It was something it was something that uh, Genevieve was doing for like in her teacher group. Right. 
And I was like, oh, do mine. And I was like, I kind of like that title. I'm going to write that book. And she was like, okay, do it. And I was like, I will. She's like, yeah, do it. And I was like, I will. And then I did start writing it. We both know a very accomplished author. We know someone who's written a book. We know someone who's written over a hundred books. Mm. Right? We do. We do. In a genre yeah. that I did not know even existed. <laughs> how did you not know? Don't I act like you don't know. How would I know? know? How would I know? Nothing in that genre exists in my life. I, I wouldn't know. So I found out that uh, homosexual erotica is a genre. But then. It's you a know, whole genre. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we both know authors. One of them we do. is a very successful author, written over 100 books. Should we give her a plug? Totally. Yeah, Lori Gallagher, right? Is that the, or, yeah, just L.A. Witt. L.A. Witt. I have never read any of her books. I've never read any of her Liar. Books, <laughs> you I, lie. No, listen to me. I can tell you I enjoy every uh, book cover. I enjoy every <laughs> single book cover because it's just, it's so funny to me. The cover art is amazing, and the the, ti- the book titles are clever, and I find it to be very, very funny. And bless you her heart, she's amazing. Gifts, don't you? Huh? You send them as gifts, don't you? I should. I should do that more. <laughs> no, I so, really should because, I'm, again, I bought my wife a book. I can't say the title because it's profane, but it's basically a place to put things I can't remember. Is, is what the book is. Uh-huh, and when uh-huh. you open it up, it's just a bunch of lined pages where you write in things you can't remember. And, and the, reason, the reason I mention the people that we know that are very successful in the publishing business is if you do write this book, could she produce, could she, with her connections, even though it's a genre different than her genre, could she get it published? She's got over a hundred she- of them done. I don't know if she could get it because different publishers publish different things, you know, yeah, but, but I do know I some people publish. I, I, I wouldn't like, honestly, when I'm done with it, um, there's a, a lady here who is an editor. Uh-huh. I have talked with her. She will take a preliminary look at it for me and I'll, I'll send it along. I'll send it along. If something happens with it, great. If not, oh, well, um, I do know a few people who also have written books um, besides L.A. Witt, uh, Mandy. I have um, oh, that's my right. friend Stewart. You know, like Acacia. I really want all to get these people have... books published. That's why I'm asking this question. Do we know enough people? Do we know the right people? Can we get my friend Jim's book published? Probably. Right. Let's do it. I want to read about talking to a beagle. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even care. I will buy a copy. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. My friend Acacia wrote a book. It's coming out. Uh, She did self-publish through like Indiegogo type deal. Uh, The Book of Joe. I'm ready for it. I pre-ordered. I never pre-order anything because I'm like, oh, by the time it gets here, I will have forgotten I ordered that. (laughs) But I'm... I'm really looking forward to it. Well, Chick Brew, this has been a great way to finish out what hasn't been the best of best years. 20, 2021, I will be the first to admit, was better than 2020. We have, you know, I, you accomplished I don't know. Things. In 2020, there wasn't things. that much expected of me. I appreciated that. I liked that. 
2021, people expected things from me, but they didn't give me all the things I needed. <laughs> All we can do is what we, you know, all we can do is try to be better. And Hashtag uh, masks for life. 2019 was a great year. 2020 <laughs> was a little bit of a setback. 2021 was what they would call a reconstruction year. 2022, we're going for the championship. We're going to be better in everything that we do because we approach it with a positive mental attitude. Speaking of which, TV show alone, if you're not watching it, start watching it. It's so good. It is so what good. What's that about? What's it about? I'll give you one hint. Alone. Alone. Got it. Okay. Um, rest in peace, Betty White. Oh, it's just sad to say. Freaking angel. And Coach John Madden. You see, the problem with being yes. a dead person is, and you're dead. Sports you ball. You're dead. Sports and stuff. But let's just remember Betty White, because she was hilarious. I will always cherish from now on the scene of her and Sandra Bullock singing from the window to the wall in the proposal. Are Definitely there, her finest work. <laughs> with the death of Betty White, are there any of the Golden Girls left? No, Cause I don't think so. Estelle Getty was the youngest of the Golden Girls, even though she played the oldest character. The oldest. Right. And B. Arthur died a few years back, yeah. what, like five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And no one remembers Blanche's name. Yeah, I was like, but Blanche, but I don't, I think she, I think she was actually, I think she died before the other ones, didn't she? Am well, I wrong? I'm sure we'll find out as the tributes start pouring in. Um, I'll Google it. Betty White doing death metal on Saturday Night Live is still one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, Rue McCallum. Yeah, that sounds right. So no, she John died in 2000, Betty White, 2010. That means in the next couple of days, some celebrity that we know is is going to pass. Politicians don't count as celebrities. Don't count. They do they're not, not celebrities. Count. They're accidentally famous. Oh, they're crooks is what they are. You see? Yeah. They're infamous. They're infamous. There's a difference. Famous and infamous. I believe Zeus is telling me the show it's is fine. <laughs> Only for you, Zeus. Only no for you. Problem. As always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us in this week's episode. Thank you for closing out 2021 with us. Looking forward to seeing you every week in 2022 as the T-Bone and Chick Brew Show Season 9 continues, or do we turn it over to 10? I have no idea. Let's turn it over to 10. But I expect $100 when I can do five pull-ups. Five pull-ups. I'll give you 100 bucks, And that's uh, leading us into Season 10. Uh, and closing out 2021, I remind you today, as I remind you every day, be the best person that you can be. And if you are a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Be safe out there. Take care of one another. Love you all. Bye. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Jerome McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Jerome McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot.